Hey everybody, welcome to Life Lessons with Donna and Cheryl from Now Is Your Time. We've got Donna talking here and I've got Cheryl with me and we're all virtual because we're still mid-pandemic and we've got one of our friends and one of the very first clients that Now Is Your Time ever had, the fabulous Mr. Steve Usher. We've got a boy to share Life Lessons today. Yay! <laughs> Hello, welcome, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Mm. Well, guys, I wish you could see. Steve is at their summer house at the minute over in Sweden, and he looks all chilled, relaxed. He's got this lovely brown glow, the biggest smile I've ever seen, which is probably to do with a boat that he checked himself to recently, and very well deserved it was too. How is the boat, Steve? The boat is awesome. It's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, uh, you know. It was one of those uh, goals that I set myself and ourselves actually as a family and we, uh, we achieved it this year. And I, having come to these kind of this area, uh, an area called Uster Gotland in the kind of just south, a couple of hours south of Stockholm for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just nice now to have a boat and because it's just full of lakes. So now we see it on a whole new perspective and it's a whole new experience for us. So that's, uh, that's awesome. So it's awesome. amazing and we love it when we see someone's vision board literally come like because you literally sent me didn't you the photo from the vision board and then the real thing and the real thing is even better may i say it is and i uh yeah i'll put it on my vision board last year uh, i'll be looking at it every day and it's yeah i it, it bizarrely the, the the story behind it very quickly but the story behind it was i was meant to see one boat uh, which was like a couple of hours drive away on the morning on a Monday morning, we were going to go and see a boat. And literally I thought I'd just check online to see if there's any others. And there was one 20 minutes down the road and uh, I went down there and it was the one for sure. So, uh, and then bought it that day and brought it back oh. the following day. So yeah. amazing. Yeah, this is like amazing. manifestation. Oh, hugely. Best. Yeah. yeah. At its yeah. best. We've always called you a super attractor. You're very good at bringing these things, attracting them to you. So, yeah. But the reason we wanted to talk to you today was because, one, we love getting a guy's perspective on life lessons. Mm. Not enough guys are out there feeling comfortable enough to share some of the things that we speak about. And we love that you're happy to talk to us about this today. Because for you, you have gone through like five years of incredible change in your life, haven't you? You had one of those real pivotal years it wasn't just a moment it was a year when you hit 40 and there was a domino effect of a few things happened which I want to talk to you about a day and we want to just have you have this platform to share what that meant for you what you learned from it and really how we want to encourage especially other men to come forward and start talking about these things because that was when change really started to happen for you wasn't it so yeah, I mean, let's. I think let's start with that convergence. I think. Uh, yeah. I think that. So that year, just to set the scene. So I've been. Uh, I was kind of the founder and CEO of a recruitment consultancy, uh, CCA Recruitment Group in the UK. Started it in my early twenties. So kind of, you know, went on this kind of mad journey. Kind of fell into it, but went on this mad sixteen-year journey. Uh, which was amazing. I mean, tons of learning. Uh, I mean, too much to even discuss now. Um, but one thing about me is that I'm really, I have to do something that I'm passionate about, that I'm led by my passion and my drive. And so that year kind of turning 40 was my 15th or 16th year of having the business. And what kind of happened was I never really been massively into birthdays, like 30th or 40th. I hadn't even thought about it. I know we talked about the midlife crisis stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it does exist. And so we, um, <laughs> so basically we, um, I, I went through this kind of, it went into that, turning that year uh, when I was turning 40. And unfortunately my dad, first and foremost, was diagnosed with cancer. 
and that obviously for any family uh, and that situation really then starts to disrupt you know individually as a family uh, just your your life um, yeah. and you and were I think, really super close to your dad as well weren't you yeah I mean it's it's uh, well there's a backstory on that as well but again it's, <laughs> it's uh, which again comes out which you have to deal with after 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 these situations but I think you know that really set the tone for me because I started to question everything um, and then that year I was really struggling with my work, like really, really struggling. I didn't tell really anyone in the office at the time or my business mm. partner. I tried to just work through it and I just found myself getting grayer and tireder by the minute. Mm. And I just basically, it's a really weird thing. I woke up from one day to the next and I went from loving it to don't want to, don't want to be anywhere near it. And, mm. uh, that was incredibly difficult for me as a CEO of a business and a weird sensation. Uh, of um, not wanting to be in the office and not wanting to be there so it was I just kind a of... huge part of who you were was it like you were really synonymous with that organization yeah. like I remember so yeah so well it was I mean as, as it come to play it was my identity um, and so yeah so that year I just and obviously then turning 40 which then did hit me for sure <laughs> uh, I then decided to uh, exit the business um, which I did at the end of the just before the end of the year uh, it gave me an opportunity to see my dad out and then basically the following year I just stopped I just like I was very fortunate to be in a position to just stop take my kids to school every day do homework just just chill out just stop <laughs> just stop uh -huh. um, and just, on, get off, on, just get off the yeah, race just for a little while. The, now, yeah. for some, right, you may think, oh, yeah, but that's really appealing. But actually, what I learned from this was a really interesting moment happens is that it forces you kind of to focus internally. Mm. And that, that was really fucking scary for me. So mm. I started to recognize certain things that were going on in my life that weren't serving me well. People who I was with or surrounding myself with weren't serving me well. Mm. Um, and... I also didn't deal with my dad's death at all uh, that year. And I went on a kind of that whole year of just through a lot of pain, a lot of self-doubt, self-confidence dropped massively. Mm. Um, and then actually made the decision then to say, well, let's move to Sweden. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> why not change? You know, everything else has changed. So we just change where we live. Um, and so uh, for those that don't know me, uh, I, I, my wife's Swedish. And uh, so it was quite an easy move for us. Um, and we'd already thought about it about four years before, um, but never really, never engaged in it. And so, um, yeah, so then we moved to Sweden. And, um, and at that point, I actually had a kind of a universe, universe moment where I bumped into somebody in a coffee shop back in London, uh, who I was kind of talking to about maybe getting some coaching from her. And we just fortuitously, it was mad. I'm standing at the coffee counter ordering my coffee and I'm standing there just twiddling my thumbs, waiting for my coffee to come out the other end. And I was sitting standing there going, God, I really need, I think I need to get, find a coach. I really need to find this coach. And then all of a sudden from my left side of my eye, out the toilet comes Kirsty, who's, wow. who's a coach who I was meant to have contacted before I went to Sweden, but we never quite got it together. The timing misaligned. And we just said, hi, how are you? And well, she said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, this is what I'm doing. I said, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm a coach. And I was like, oh my god we need we need to talk <laughs> get your coffee there's a table over there yeah so and that was literally that and we went on this mad six-month journey um because i was in a really bad place um my hole was deep uh shall we say <laughs> uh uh no but it was grief it was just pure grief uh and it was deep and it was sadness which i'd never really you know you know me i'm not typically yeah. a very high energy positive person yeah. 
I'd never dealt with this stuff before. It was really bad. Um, mm. And so we, we, took, we did about a six month journey together. Um, uh, you know, did some, I look back now, it's a little bit back crazy, but it bloody worked. Uh, you know, I ended up taking uh, here in Sweden, I took a boat out to one of the islands close to here. And uh, on my own, I spent two days there. And basically mm -hmm. I did a ceremony for my dad and mm -hmm. built a big fire um, and basically wrote loads of stuff to my dad, which I didn't have a chance to, to share with him or things that I wanted to also learn from the death, not just about what I wanted yeah. to tell my dad, because there's learning yeah. in everything. Um, and then I burnt these various things and then I stripped naked and then jumped into the lake and just lay there naked in this lake, looking up at the sky with nature and mm. just kind of moved that death in that moment from this kind of, I, I kind of created a ball for myself and created it so I could touch the ball and feel the ball, but have it in mm. a place that feels good rather than it mm. being consuming me. Yeah. Um, and, but I love uh, that you did that and got that help to go through that because we don't know how to do like going through the death of a pet is totally different to going through the grief of losing a parent or somebody so massive. close to you. But massive. so many of us will just put it in a box, put it away and just keep hoping that it doesn't pop up. So that was your first real experience of going through something like that. And you, you got the right massive. help to do it. Well, it was, and, it was massively transformative and my, you know, I think for me, it was, it was also a thing because my, my, me and my dad did not have a good relationship, particularly in my teenage years, mm. particularly. My, it, was, it wasn't great. And I was an absolute sod, don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> but also it just highlighted for me a number of things that I hadn't been dealt with and kind of, you know, some of the medita meditative stuff that I did and went, did with Kirsty. We went literally back to my childhood and we found the source. I found the yeah. source and it was mad to think that, in that moment at that age, I was under nine, easy six to seven and eight. Um, they were, that, I thought that was going to have an impact on me in my forties, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it certainly put the pressure on me. Suddenly realized like, oh, maybe I, for Tom and Matilda, my kids, yeah. I need to make sure, yeah. I, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that, that was sudden realization. It was like, wow. Okay. I need to just be really aware of that. Mm. Absolutely. It's, um, <clears throat> we talk about this all the time, this, what maybe doesn't seem like a trauma at the time. It might, it doesn't have to be a big traumatic experience. It's just an experience. And then you're in your forties Yeah. and it's still playing through. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah but you don't, but when, you, when you're little, you just, you don't filter anything. You take it in and it becomes like a, a, a belief. You just accept it and it grows and grows and grows in your head. And when that stuff's still coming up, when you're 40, really inside, you're still six or seven trying to deal with it. Cause you're, your memory was formed like frozen in your, in, in, your, in time at that point, but you've disconnected. You're not consciously thinking about it, Steve. No. Like, that's not the, no, of course the not. And, so and, much of your thinking. Well, of course. And when that, and when that parent obviously passes and, 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 and leaves, leaves us, it, it obviously then it just, all of that stuff then comes up and yeah. then it's like, Oh, I didn't even recognize it or yeah. I wasn't aware of it at that level. It just, it just calls all of that stuff out. So that was, Absolutely. that for me was a big one. Um, I mean, Sweden's been amazing. Uh, I think for me, it's been the right thing at the right time, uh, without mm. a doubt. It's given me my foundation. It's given me a lifestyle that is just, I can't even begin to tell you the lifestyle that, that we have here. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that grounding is really important to me. It was the um, right decision. But I think for a while you were there and thinking like, why am I here? You weren't really connected to it at first, were you? Because no. you were 
you didn't you'd lost this big chunk of identity you didn't have a clear trajectory for your career which had always been so important to you and I think you just uh, you'd done the thing of dealing with your dad's passing but then it was a bit like what next wasn't it like what where, where, where do I go next from here yeah I mean there's one of the amazing things I do share this is that moving to a new country is it's mad because all of the autopilot things that you have, like if you go, where do I, where do I get a kebab? Where do I go and get a good pizza? Where do I just walking down the road to the corner shop or where do I go to the pharmacy? Imagine deleting all of that, like delete it and everything's new. Everything on every level is at zero. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me was really interesting. And then the other thing as well, being an expat in a new, in a new country is of course you move away from your friends and your family is that that solitude that you get, like you get a lot of solitude to yourself. And actually now, whereas in maybe in London, if I was sitting in a restaurant on my own, I would probably feel, I used to, I would used to feel uncomfortable. Now I don't care. I mean, I, I value myself time to myself much yeah. more here because you have much more time to yourself here. You can do, or you certainly do as an expat yeah. into a new country. So um, that was interesting and just became more comfortable in myself. Definitely. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if Kirsty would have given you the same exercise to do if you were like doing it in the Thames, just going naked and <laughs> having a dip in the Thames. <laughs> yeah, don't mind was... me, people. Don't mind me. I'm cleansing. I'm working something out over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm really keen to, to just go back a little bit and explore. Oh. When you were going through this period of like loving your life, loving your job, and then you just had this transition where you were turning a certain age, your dad was poorly, and then you woke up one day and you didn't want to be there anymore. And as a man, you know, sometimes it's difficult to communicate. Like you said, you didn't have anyone to talk to. Like what was going on in your mind at that time? Like, Good question. Uh, what was going on in my mind? And I was, I was a complete mess, basically. I mean, uh, that year I was, uh, yeah, I was just tired. I was totally done. I was absolutely spent. And then you've got this kind of facade that you need to put on to your, you know, your management team and your partners, business partners, and then your, then your staff. Um, but actually in reality, uh, and feedback later, it demonstrated that everybody saw it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. everybody saw it. Um, and you were thinking, uh, I'm doing such a good job, and keep that yeah, to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, as much as I can give my energy out when it's low, people obviously see it massively. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I, I think for myself, I, I didn't... It's one of those, isn't it? I, I never once really asked for help off anybody in that business. Mm. Um, I sort it elsewhere outside because obviously you have to keep up that facade and that whole yeah, nonsense. The mass. Yeah, yeah, it's all rubbish. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me it's um, yeah, it's just one of those. I mean, I had a good run. I was blessed. I was so blessed. Sixteen years waking up every day, loving what I do. Mm. I mean, just that on its own, regardless of you know, obviously it came to an abrupt end because of my what I wanted to do. But mm. at the end of the day, I look back on that. I'm blessed. Yeah. And all the learning, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I had an impact on, on people's lives, had an opportunity to help people um, so and built a really lives. good reputation, you know, had, had a good reputation as a business, yeah. you know. So Absolutely. And all that learning, though, you're taking with you now because you have got a new venture now, haven't you? Because yeah. you then did some work to find out what, what do I want to do now and bring closure because it was still lingering, wasn't it, that, that the CCA bond was still there or that was still a part of your identity in your life. But now I'm Steve in Stockholm 
and I need to know what's next. So talk everyone through like how you, how you work that part out about the what's next. Yeah. With, with a great, with difficulty. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I mean, I don't know. My view on it is, is that after, you know, I don't know. I don't want to put an age on it because age is nonsense, but say, <laughs> I would say it gets harder the older you get, I think personally to change career and to change, completely change what you're doing. Um, and so, and also there's that kind of, you know, that it feels like anyway, the, the, the jump to then into something new is, is massively, it's big. And so, and bearing in mind, I'm in a new country. I don't speak the language and it was all that kind of stuff as well. Um, <laughs> I think, the trend- the, I think with the age, do you think, I think this, cause Cheryl and I had this discussion because, because obviously we were 44 when we changed our careers. Mm. I think you're just so aware of what you have to lose when you're in your twenties and that you don't really care, Correct. but then you've got all of this baggage and families and responsibility. I guess and more people know you and you've got this reputation you're scared about looking like a total twat so (laughs) (laughs) that's what someone said yesterday I'm just scared of looking like a twat like you're actually thinking are we actually having a midlife crisis here or is this a a midlife I used to say that all the time Cheryl are we just having a midlife and we're going to wake up and go what the actual is that in a couple of years time after we spent all our savings yeah yeah this is how you this was you do you ask yourself these questions right yeah I mean this is I mean this for me was the amazing work that we did together because it was a, I had a massive blocker, as you know, and then I had this hole that I created myself. Uh, so for those, that, for those that don't know me, I create these things. Uh, visual, I create these visual very things. Visual. And, yeah, and this hole was massive. Uh, and I was right, I mean, uh, I can't remember the, was it 18 foot or something deep or something like that anyway. It's big I mean, and black. That, yeah, it's big and black. Uh, by the way, now it's got a patio and flowers on it and it's not, not going anywhere. It's all good. I love but, it. But, but this we, was another we, lovely universal interjection, wasn't it? You and I have been chatting because I've been asking you about Sweden and stuff. And then I think right. we'd done something on LinkedIn and you were like, can we have a chat? And we had a chat and I was like, well, we're coaching now. And you were like, uh-huh, interesting. When we yes. thought about it, it came back and said, I think I need some of this. <laughs> yeah, because it was more, I think also that it was because it was a bit more business and career focused. And they were, yeah. we were like, yeah, actually, this could be it. This could be really fun to try to work this and see what, where it takes us. Um, I think the big one for me is just self-confidence, isn't it? I mean, I, I, that was my biggest one. I'm still every day, you know, doubting sometimes and you know battling that stuff but then I've come to realize actually that's just how it is when you're in this zone of transition and everything's new that that's the outside of comfort zone I've been living in it now for I would say about four years uh Mm. fairly consistently um and um not that I've grown to get used to it because I don't think you ever I don't think it's healthy to be completely 100% used to it but I think because it just to have an edge but I definitely say I have that consistently even today um but the transition was a hard one, um, mainly due to this identity with call centre associated with CCA, um, and that's who I was, uh, and also this self-doubt uh, which really crept in. So I think the bit, a bit of weather we did, there was three, wasn't there? There was the hole, uh, getting myself out of that hole. The second one was around, uh, and we manifested it in that I was holding on to two trees. Uh, one was the one was the kind of the CCA old Steve kind of way, yeah. and then there was the new tree holding yeah. on to this new new venture and what I wanted to do, uh, which you guys obviously helped me through that and just letting it go and and moving forward. Um, and then the other one was around that blocker I'd created for myself, which is still I still crack up when I was standing in my kitchen and God God forbid if anyone opposite could look in my kitchen window <laughs> as I was walking my timeline my life timeline on my oh. kitchen floor and then I got to this blocker 
And then you made me walk back through my timeline again, picking up all the good stuff. So yeah. I was holding all these boxes of good stuff and then yeah. kicking through a wall in my kitchen. Uh-huh. Um, and like, yeah. and this is, this is a really powerful NLP exercise. And you said, didn't you? Like actually of all the months that we were together, that was one of the that was a really big one powerful me. breakthroughs yeah. for you of realizing actually you had all this good stuff, but yeah. you had this stop start thing going on in your head. And we're like, it's still there. You can pick it up and bring it through. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, then. You don't, you okay. don't leave all your tools behind. You, you didn't can leave them in England. Take them with They're you. not in yeah. London. They're with you. They're your skills. Yeah. I love, but that's I love what happens. seeing that. That's what happens when you lose your identity, when you don't know who you are. You forget. You, you feel like that was somebody else. Yeah. That person had these skills and, and you've lost connection with that. So then you feel as if you haven't got them. So it's just about what you did was rediscovered who you were at the core, yeah, all yeah. the fabulous stuff that you had there and yeah. just, yeah, reconnected with it and brought it with you to the day. And yeah, it no, seems silly, doesn't it? But it's like, it works. It, no, it, it, I mean, that's the thing. It isn't, this, is, this stuff is actually relatively simple in many ways yeah. when you look at it just in black and white, but it's obviously not. It's a very, it's a very complex thing because it's dealing with humans. But I, I, for me, I, um, what was the thing? I, for me, I discovered my, about my energy uh, and my passion and my, my inspirational part of what that's my gift to people. Uh, is to is to help people and inspire people and to give you know share my energy gift but also a gift of the gap that was the other one yeah gift that was from gap. my that was from my kid that was from my uh from my childhood um and yeah brought all that good stuff forward to today and then use that to my advantage um yeah. but also recognizing it you you both helped me recognize it i think that's really important to mention because mm. i hadn't recognized that i hadn't given myself enough credit beforehand and now i kind of recognize it yeah. um and use it now. And I see it when I'm in conversations, it's really interesting. Now I know I'm on my awareness of it. When I'm actually in a conversation with somebody or I'm doing, um, last week I did a keynote presentation, for example, I'm just, I'm actually now controlling that energy and passion and that, that way of just presenting myself to people. Yeah. I'm yeah. much more aware of it now and I'm using it to my advantage when I'm, when I'm engaging with people and I can see it works massively. It's so important that you connect to your gifts. So, and what, what we find is a lot of people do when they're thinking about their career or a, they kind of go with, well, what skills do I have? As in like what job experience and what different company can I take rather than going, but who am I? and What do I love? And what's the feeling that I really feel connected with? And where could I use that? Which is what we did with you. That was, and you were so up for that of just, yeah because in your head the two trees were actually two options and then there was a different tree there was a whole there was all these other trees there was a forest that you just couldn't see because this is what we do we say to each of ourselves well I could do that or do that well actually what coaching's about is taking the blinkers off as Cheryl always says and saying there's all these other options and giving you that insight so that you can make a more informed decision about your choices yeah definitely and what that led to was when we originally spoke to you, you had a goal that you set for three years. You said, I want to be doing this in three years time. And me and Donna are like, right, okay, okay then three years. No, that's not happening. And I think like within six months, you'd start to do it. I remember you, did, that. Yeah, you did the thing where you went to the coffee shop in Sweden and bumped into someone again. You were like, you're never going to believe trust me i'll believe it yeah <laughs> I, that's one thing i would share with everybody as well is just like you know what trust the process um my my journey has been i can plot my journey and each part of that transition from being a, a recruitment agency owner 
to sitting and realizing, okay, I, the whole experience thing for me, candidate experience or just experience generally, how do I measure that? So I created a tool that measured it and then realized actually I don't want to do product design or design a product or a tool, but I'm more of a people person. And then that led me on to then being curious around how do you design an experience? And then that took me to Amsterdam and then I learned design thinking and then use that to apply that into design, you know, creating experiences. And that gave me the toolkits to add on to my existing skills. And it's been an onward journey. It's just been this yeah. on constant thing over, over a few years. Yeah. Um, and it's got me to this place now where I'm like, I know where I am now. I don't know exactly. I've got my five-year plan. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, it's already manifesting already. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's mad. Just trust the process. It, work, it does work. It does work. Doesn't it feel nicer when you have that clarity though of just knowing this is what I'm great at. This is what I love doing. This is where I'm going to go in five years. or five, And th this or something greater. And then you just trust in like that the right experiences, the right people are going to come at you because then you have that clarity and you're being so focused on what it is that you want to give. Yeah. I, there's been mad stuff. I, I just very I, mad stuff. I mean, I, I've, one of my, one of my things, part of the business I'm doing now, five studio is, um, so employee experience generally is growing as a discipline, as a, as a, as a thing mm. definitely around the, around the world. And I've been connecting with people all around the world on this stuff, as you probably expect. And, uh, I, I kind of, uh, I put it out there, I created my original plan earlier this year and I was like, right, I want to create this kind of co-creator network of like-minded design thinkers that we can bring together, but independents who are looking for that kind of connection of other people and that community. Mm. And I'm not telling you, I, I have people, I've literally, within a few days, there's people connecting to me from Portugal, Australia. And I was like, hang on a minute, this is like, this is weird. Actually people reaching out and saying, hey, I came across your profile. I'd love to connect in. I'm really looking to collaborate. I'm one of the guys. I was like, what? I mean, just stuff like that going on all the time. I love so, it. Yeah. So how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, Steve, if they want to know more about design thinking, about what you can do for their organization, how you can speak for them? Yeah. So if anyone's looking to improve their employee experience or how people experience that, their business, um, then just connect, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's yeah. my, best, my best location, so Steve Usher. Steve Usher. We'll yeah. put your link Five in profile on Five Yeah, studio. thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you. So, but now you're in this really good space and place in your life, aren't you? You found this mm -hmm. gorgeous new home in Stockholm. So you're finally yeah. going to settle down and create the roots. Like, that's it. Decision made. Commitment now. We know that we're settled. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Brexit played a big part in that, obviously, delaying selling our home in the UK. Thank God we sold it just in the middle of Corona, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, so no, we're, we're, this year's just been, that's the other thing as well. Like, try to force this grounding here in Sweden. And then actually, it has taken four years. It actually, yeah. like, Trying to force it in year two, looking back now, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I should have just relaxed a bit more and just gone, just go with it, Steve. It's going to be fine. Yeah, uh, but now it. we've got this, this year four has been an interesting one. As you know, Nina and I, one of our big goals was this year, the word that we chose separately, bizarrely. Uh, and when we shared off what, what we want to do in 2020 together, the word we both used as number one was foundation, yeah. which is just mad. Um, and so Amazing. that's, that's all happening for sure. If not happened already amazing and mm. the house that you bought again had something that was on your vision board <laughs> like it bloody was as well it's unbelievable it's unbelievable <laughs> honestly accident. 
I, I, I haven't updated my board yet because I just I thought I'd just take a few weeks just to chill because there was a few, so many things ticking off in, in such a short period of time. Um, yeah, so we ended up just to share it with everybody. So here in Sweden, here in Stockholm, there's no houses; it's all apartments. So uh, we had a thing where in our lounge we wanted to have this open plan kind of lounge with it like an L shape but like a curved like a corner a corner plot in, a, in an apartment block, um, and um, yeah, and we spaced it out. We, we put like the other manifested various other things. And uh, yeah, we ended up getting a corner, corner penthouse apartment with, uh, with a mate. Yeah, it's going to be, it, well, it is going to be epic. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm still, so we're moving in October. Uh, I'm still kind of massively just, I've got huge amounts of gratitude that actually it just, as we say, I think the universe gave that one to us as well. Um, but yeah, amazing. So, so thankful to, um, to have this so thankful so like for people at the at the cusp and at the crossroads in their life like whether they're 40 mm. 50 20 like people go through at different times what's like the life lesson that you would pay forward to them to to do if someone's listening to this today and saying this is me like I'm, i've fallen out of love with my career or my life or whatever what do, yeah. what what do i do yeah so, I mean, I think that if, if for those that are really struggling, um, I, I mean, I wish it's one of those in hindsight, I wish I could go back to my person, you know, to, my, to myself in my 20s and just gone, mate, when things get tough, just seek out support, like get the right, find the right people, but don't force that. Because as I say, with like all of my coaches, I had three uh, in the last kind of five or six years, uh, I would say like let it come kind of naturally when you find somebody it just comes naturally along uh, it's normally a good thing because mm. um, you can't do it on your own no matter how much I mean I always thought oh yeah I'll be all right I can do it on my own I'll tough it up and all that bullshit uh, no you can't do it on your own actually and there's there's growth through different ways and not just by yourself uh, I'm not saying that it's going to be better or different or whatever but there are places where there are people who will ask you the right questions that you need to be asked to you that you're not asking yourself. And those people are trained and professional and they do it for a living for a reason. Uh, it's because they're good at it. Um, so I think that's one of my biggest ones for sure. Um, and I think the other one as well is just chill, try and anyway, just chill out. My thing is that I always lived, I kind of, I know we talked about it, but my energy and my presence, I tend to live in the rainbow quite a lot. So I, I discovered meditation and mindfulness. Um, that's been tremendously impactful for me um, to find to find this grounding, to then make proper decisions, and to just get out of the noise. And that's where you find some of the grounding ch questions that you're looking for, that you're looking out for, the words or the things that you're trying to find. Uh, I've used that to great effect. I still meditate even today. It's a, it's a great method of doing that. I love that. I love, love that. it. Love and the it, things love find it. you when you're oh, alive. One more. And one more. Go, one on, more. Then. Go on. Always do it in threes. Uh, so, uh, so I would say uh, the other one as well, and it genuinely is uh, do a journal. Uh, I only started. When did I start mine? A couple of years ago, maybe. Um, couple years now, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't do it every day. I mean, again, don't put pressure on yourself. It's not a thing that you have to do every single day. I mean, I, I mean, I think I missed a couple of weeks the other the other month, but no pressure. You just pick it back up and start journaling again. But that whole thing around mm. what what gratitude, um, what are you thankful for? Uh, what are you going to do today? Um, just getting stuff out of your head onto a piece of paper because last year in December when we were in the Philippines I took my books with me 
and I read them all and went through it. And it is amazing the amount of learning and themes that you find in those, mm. in those bloody books. And you uh -huh. go, oh my God, I'm doing this. Or, <laughs> oh my God, I need to stop doing that. Or, no, I was on the right track, but I kind of veered off. Yeah. So it's, it's a brilliant way of just documenting on a micro level, but then using it later to find those themes. Because trust me, um, it's like, I don't know, it, there are themes in there. And you'll find Love it. Yeah. I love, love that, that, Steve. We right. appreciate you. you so much for coming and yeah, sharing love you guys. Love you your awesome. story. And I know it's going to inspire so many people because there's so many people, especially right now, after you're know, going through Corona, who are questioning a lot of big elements Ooh, in their yeah. life, a Ooh, lot yeah. of big elements. So I think that advice will really, really hit home with a lot of people when they listen to this so thank you so much thank you yeah, you're so, so much. welcome we so love you welcome. love you too love Pleasure. you so much Pleasure. bye hon bye now